Aurora, good morning, Aurora, good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.03, and you are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's November 1st, a super cold first day of the month. Here we are in a, uh, in a brand new month. We also have a brand new guest on the show today. Joining me is president of the Glen Allen Area Alumni Chapter, Nikki Lang. Good How are morning. you? Good morning. You did well. See? Did well. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, been practicing for the last five minutes before the cameras <laughs> came on. So uh, how you feeling? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Thank you for having me here this morning. Absolutely. It's, um, like I mentioned, my commute was seamless. It's cold outside, but hey, it's Chicago. We live in a seasonal city. We do. We do. And I like having four seasons. I, I lived in too. Yeah, I lived I in too. California where it's hot every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets old. Beautiful sights and scenery, but it does get old. Yeah. I like to have the Indeed. four seasons. Um, so the Glen Ellen Area Alumni Chapter. Most recently, you ladies had two events. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the events. Also allow you to give a call to action for anyone or anything that you may need from volunteers donations. But um, tell us about the history of the chapter and specifically your role in it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's probably best that I start from the history of the sorority Certainly. just to kind of give um, a little bit more uh, timeline. Okay. Um, so the sorority itself was founded January 13th, 1913 on the campus of Howard University in Washington, D.C., um, with a focus on service and social action, scholarship service, social action. Um, So uh, it's founded by 22 college women, which is uh, which is always great to talk about because the chapter that I'm president of is actually an alumni chapter, which means that women have gone to college. um, So they are college educated. But essentially, they're grown women at this point, right? right? So um, our chapter was actually founded in 1977 okay. um, in the western suburbs with a focus on the western suburbs. Um, it originated actually by a group of women, group of educators, um, over a brown bag lunch. Hmm. And I, right, it, interesting, right? Yeah. So a group of, group of women who had gone to college who were um, you know, uh, deltas at their college. And um, typically that's how alumni chapters are founded. It's by um, people that are already delta. So you can't not be, you can't not be a delta or you can't be a delta and then just find an alumni chapter. Gotcha. So gotcha. these ladies were um, already members, saw a need for service for the western suburbs of the Chicagoland area and over a brown bag paper lunch, brown paper bag lunch, I think I said that right, um, started to talk about what it would look like. So they were the visionaries of our of our chapter. And then from there, they were actually chartered in 1977, January of 1977. Founded and chartered in the same year, 77? chartered, uh, started organizing in 76, chartered in 77. Okay. Um, now, you mentioned the need, and we started with the, uh, the brown paper bag lunch, mm-hmm. getting together, kicking those ideas around. The need. What was the need at that time? I can imagine that some of the same issues or social needs are probably still prevalent and still prevalent, excuse me, and, and there. But what was what were the glaring needs at that time? I would say that it's um, still as it is today. What we focus on are our five five point programmatic thrusts. Okay. 
So starting with economic development and making sure that we're um, standing up uh, entrepreneurship, uh, making sure that we have um, financial fortitude. Um, same things today as yesterday, educational development, our youth mentoring programs, um, which support the development of young ladies starting as um, early as eight years old up to 18, as well as our young men. Okay. Um, international awareness and involvement and just that connection to the African diaspora, okay. um, which has expanded also to Haiti and the support there, um, needing to un understanding that, you know, we're not in a, a third world country, third world circumstances. And so, um, you know, you bless as you've been blessed. And so our organization is also very connected to making sure that internationally people are being stood up. Physical and mental health, um, same thing then as now, making sure that we're living healthy lifestyles um, as best as possible with fitness and nutrition. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, political awareness and involvement, which is also social action. So I mentioned earlier that um, our sorority was founded uh, with a focus on social action. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm proud to say of the 200 and what are we now? 290, 90 plus, uh, 300 members that we have. Might as well round that yeah, up. Go ahead. That's all right. Up, Put that extra know. 10 on there. <laughs> they'll they'll be there. They'll there. be there. Um, the the Glen Ellen area <laughs> alumni chapter. Hey, we're registered voters. We're, right. you know, uh, deputy registrars, making sure that others are um, informed of rights as well. Um, aware of what's going to be on the ballot more than we care more about just the mayor and the president, right? Absolutely. There's a, a lot Certainly. of layers in between Certainly. and school boards and library boards. And so that education um, was also prominent and recognized during that time as well. The time is 8.09 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our guest is president of the Glen Ellen Area Alumni Chapter, Nikki Lang, president. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Anita Lewis, good morning to you. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, good morning. Uh, Daniel Calderon, good morning to all of you great folks. Thank you guys for watching. We're learning a lot today. We're learning about history and civic education. Norma Peterson, Aisha Saxon, uh, Lavanga Saxon, and Josue Pais, and Minerva Kala to you. Good morning to you. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested in the, um, well, th there's two things about it. One I believe and I have always believed that when you when you start to become engaged even at the the, the you know quote unquote the lowest levels of it right start watching your city council meetings for example mm. listen to what the votes are you know what's happening everything from parking to new security cameras in places where they never were all that stuff matters I think that when people start becoming and educating themselves in these points that you're talking about, their health, their overall well-being, they start to become transformed and they feel empowered. Yeah. What do you think about that? So um, I think it's a great point, first of all. Um, we're a nonpartisan organization, and what you're talking about, um, which is awareness, is also nonpartisan. Okay. Um, so being That's aware, right. just as you said, of school board, um, cameras, um, just overall policy. It's nonpartisan just to be aware. Right. Um, and so just going back to our education for social action, we want to be able to educate people on, you know, what's accurate, 
what's changing, um, you know, how things that are being regulated. Right. um, And really just having that lens on making sure people are aware so that they can make the best decision for themselves and their families. What was the... um 1977. What, what were the western suburbs like in in 1976? I mean, what what, what was the flavor? What okay, was the you now? Know? You're pushing me a bit because I, I was while I was around. I mean, from, I can't, what, I mean, from documentary <laughs> evidence, right? Right. Um, I tiptoed so hard with that. I did, a brother. A brother, really. Uh, uh, so it's interesting that you you asked that question though, because the chapter was originally founded as the Bolingbrook alumni chapter. And these women lived, you know, in, in Bolingbrook and Maywood. And um, if you know anything about those communities, um, pretty much now you would say Maywood is set up as a, a predominantly predominantly black community, I would say. Right, yeah. Um, Bolingbrook, not so much, right? Now, last, it, last five, ten years perhaps, uh, yeah. Per, Changing though, yeah, Ch- changing, changing, yeah. still mm-hmm. not predominant. Yeah. Just you know, still, still probably not predominant. But these women and our impact is very much still focused on a certain demographic, certainly, which is um, the black community, mm-hmm. and making sure that there are resources, education, equity, right, and what um, the suburbs have to offer. So, changing community at the time. I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in Bellwood. So very much understand kind of changing changing right. communities at the time. It's actually around the time that my family moved to Bellwood. And it was it was not what Bellwood is today. Right. Um, thankfully, we're still present in the Proviso Township area trying to make an impact um, at, at every level, as you just mentioned. Right. So um, w- now the events that you ladies do, how frequent are, are the events and, and, and what kind of things are, are is the chapter involved in? Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you asked that. Time um, is eight thirteen. Yes, as um, as we start to transition into the work that we're doing, you mentioned the most recent um, programming. So I'll start with an event that we had on the twenty third of September, which was a college and career readiness mm-hmm. um, fair that focused on um, Illinois schools, historically black colleges and universities, and then um, just building capabilities and awareness through financial aid. What does it look like to apply to college? And so those types of workshops were offered as well. Um, Don't quote me on the number of schools that were there, but let me just say it was um, all of the universities in Illinois, the Mm -hmm. U of I's, the the Westerns, the Wesleyans, and um, DuPage Community College. So those schools were there, as well as our HBCUs. Um, tremendous. It was held at Proviso West mm-hmm. in their um, field house. Uh, just happened to be their homecoming day. So that I mean, was you know, kind of right? you know, natural progression. <laughs> Sprinkle me. Yeah, yeah, natural progression for those students. That's great. Um, but just being able to talk about, just as we talk about um, students going from grade school to middle school to junior high to high school, the conversation should also be then, what are you doing after that, which we hope would be a choice in college. Having said that, we also did have trade as well as um, armed forces represented as well, because we realized that college isn't going to be everyone's choice. Right, right. right. Um, So we plan to make it an annual event. That was our very first one. Okay. We plan to bring a second one back. Um, Our chair was Michelle Muhammad. 
she is already planning for a big fair next year and she has the chapter support to make it as successful next year as she did this year so shout out to michelle uh dominique brenda all of those ladies um brought forth and their committee brought forth a tremendous event to the community all right um on the heels of that like literally the next week so like literally drake back to back we came the next saturday and we had a um Midwest Impact Day of Service. And so Midwest for the sorority um, represents uh, kind of obvious states in the Midwest, but ranging from Minnesota to Illinois all the way to West Virginia. Um, So that's what we consider to be our our Midwest region. And we pick one day to impact the community collectively. Mm. And this one was an impact on reading. Um, so it was uh, um, partnering with libraries um, in Aurora, in Bolingbrook, and then in the Proviso Township area, we had an actual carnival. We had a carnival theme in general. So Very cool. there were games. There was, you know, what is it, cotton candy. And, okay, yeah. Uh, but most importantly, there were people to talk about the importance of reading. And then we gave away free books um, to the community. So it was great to have the partnership of the libraries in all of those areas. We don't know if the focus will be reading next year, um, but it was glad to, it was good to have it this year and to be able to see the kids um, receive books. Some of the books we handed out as well were banned books. So we know that um, not in the state of Illinois, but in certain states, there's a curriculum that's being banned and books that are being banned. Mm-hmm. And so we had a hyper focus of making sure that those books were available to um to kids as well to take home and read. Yeah, we're uh we uh the time is uh eight sixteen. Joe Jackson, good morning. Nicole Astra, good morning. Yeah, we we're living we're living in interesting times where, you know, books about a Samoan girl at nine years old are being banned. I mean we we are so the fundamentals of reading and, sure. and being and having access to reading material and educational material um, is important. So, you know, kudos to you. The library does a lot of good things, a lot of good things. And the the public library has for generations, Mm -hmm. especially for African-Americans, been not only a source of education, but sometimes, depending on where you've been at, a a, a place of refuge. Yeah. I mean, imagine if the only place you feel safe is a library. Yeah, you're going to make me go in my wallet because that's one of my questions I ask people is do they have a library card? Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like for the library to return to the prominence of communities as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned to you I grew up in another suburb. This is Good Morning Aurora, so we don't have to hype that suburb. (laughs) (laughs) We got that locked down, you know. (laughs) Michael Ray for Daniel Calderon, you know what it is. (laughs) Um, But that library had major prominence when I was people from Sesame Street um, back in the day Vince Evans oh, from Lord. the Chicago Bears these on. people came to the library to engage with mm-hmm. kids with children um, the Aurora Library is impressive Yeah, we've hosted events there before they're a great partner and um, they were an excellent partner for us for Midwest Impact Day of Service so very appreciative of the partnership um Time is eight eighteen. So, um, the next thing I kind of want to uh, to move into is uh, what are the where does the chapter see itself in the next five years? 
Oh. <laughs> what's the future looking like for what's the future looking like for what you ladies are doing now? Yeah. Opportunities, new vision and new things. Michael Rayford, good morning. Um Yeah, you you are a visionary and I, I appreciate the question for for so many reasons. When I sat down, one of the things I think you asked me, were you like, Oh, you guys are kind of new in and I'm like, No, we're not we're right. not we're not new. But what I will tell you is that as we're um, just kind of assessing our, you know, service areas and making sure that the areas that that need our support most, we are visible and present in. Uh, let me tell you, that's true. Aurora being one of those. So where are we in five, ten years? It's standing up real strong okay. in Aurora from the ways that we've already started to show up during the holidays with some of the givings that you all do mm -hmm. to the second part of that, to your back to school fairs and being a partner with you is that with that as well to being a better partner with your school board. And we've already talked about kind of um, where we need to be in libraries and pushing, pushing people to use it as a continuous resource. And the way to do that is to hold events there, to right. bring people into the library. Right. So we've, we've done that in the past sparingly. We have an opportunity certainly to um, create more awareness around it. And then the other thing I would say, just building off of what we did a couple of, um, man, it's, I'm going to say a couple of weeks ago, but now that I think about it, September, we're in November. Today's first day of November. It is. So over a month ago, um, we've we've not really um, done as much with the college and career readiness, okay. and that indeed will be something that we uh, will start to um, lean into and really have some thoughtful partners and planning around that and how we start to change the narrative of what kids are doing after high school. Yeah, that's the thing, too. You know what? Changing the narrative. So you you but you hit the nail on the head um, a few minutes ago because you mentioned that at your events for college prep and readiness, you you did have the military aspect that you did yes. have recruiters there, and the thing is is that for some people the experience they're they're they are not may not be ready for the experience of college, mm -hmm. but the post high school formative experience mm -hmm. you know must still go on, and it's it's really channeling that energy and that focus that young people have somewhere upward. Mm -hmm. It may branch off from there, but it's channeling it somewhere upward as opposed to what I think has been um, a little bit of a norm now where it seems like it's been okay. If you don't know what you want to do, take some time off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get yourself ready, but I, I do believe that you still need to be abreast of what's happening in, in a positive fashion, yeah. you know? Um, there was no question in there. That no, was just a little bit of, no, that was just wild rantings. We do that on this show every no, now and then. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good um, because it, it spurs thoughts. Um, the, the chairs of that um, program were very intentional around exactly what you said. So it's not just college readiness. Yeah. It's college and career readiness. A college and career readiness, And I like correct. what you yep. said about everyone may not be... Um, ready for a college experience but you have to do something yes you do you have to be a contributing citizen you in do. some way right mm -hmm. um so that career readiness and and i'm telling you as as a homeowner and just different things that i engage with 
I look around where I'm looking for people to do different things mm -hmm. for, for me because I'm unable to do them. We undervalue trade. Come on. We undervalue it. Come on. And I'm I'm getting nervous because the people that are the the you know that are providing these trade services are they're aging out. They are. Their kids don't want to do it. And what do we what do we do? And they're writing articles about it. Business Insider, New York Times. Why is nobody taking these high-paying trade jobs? It's just not cool. No, they, no, they, nobody's pushing that. But ask your aver average contractor how busy they are. Right. Absolutely. The good, the great, the qualified mm -hmm. ones, you're on a waiting list. And you know, also too, and this is for, this is for everyone. However, you know, especially you young people. Do you know, my dad just passed away this year, mm. and he Sorry. he built, he had one job his whole life. He was an iron worker. Mm. And do you know, there used to be a time where they weren't hiring people of color. Mm -mm. That was prestigious. That yeah. you could, like that was yeah. a, that to make $6 an hour? Yeah. People, people left states to go somewhere for $6 and made lives on it. And I do believe that with the with the rise of other industries mm -hmm. and a, the tech wave that we've experienced past 20, 25 years, that has gone by the wayside and it hasn't been promoted. And right now, shout out to the Quad County Urban League. Mm. They have a program where they are taking students who are on the, um, the grades aren't good, the potential for dropping out is there. They want to retain these kids and let them know, like, look, work with us, get your diploma, trade school, and they're ready for you. Or if you've gone, you got the GED, trade school. The opportunities are opening. They're trying to do anything to get people because nobody is taking these jobs no more. Which is entrepreneurship. Which is, yes, it is. Um, the time's 825. Yeah, this is, uh, we need to make a part two because you know what? We go in a lot of places with this. This ain't no time. We don't have enough time for this. Uh, uh, Michael Rafer, good morning. Dolores Pilon, good morning to you. Um, so with the, last bit of, with the last little bit of time we have, um, how can we help you? How can oh. we and the listeners help you? Yeah, so um, already mentioned that we're visible in the community. Some events that we have coming up December 9th at the Abington Banquets in Glen Ellen. Okay. Our International Awareness and Involvement um, Committee will be chairing um, a brunch okay. on World AIDS Day, uh, focused on World AIDS. World AIDS Day is December 1st. Um, I'm hoping that I had that date right. You can go to uh, dstglenellen.org. Okay. All of our information is there. Okay. Um, but that closes us out for for the year. Um, what are we doing next? Uh, marketplaces around um, international awareness and involvement and economic development. So standing those up. Um, you know, focus on healthy lifestyles with uh, physical and mental health and our youth mentoring programs are kicking off. Okay. And those are um, always a tremendous way for young ladies to have a focus on um, STEM, STEAM, mm -hmm. um, the five-point programmatic thrust that I mentioned uh, we bring forward. They actually do not meet in Aurora, but we have Aurora students that are part of um, the program, 
and have been for years. Okay. Um, so it's it's tremendous. Uh, we're trying to figure out ways to duplicate what we're doing in some areas across our entire area because we go from Oak Park to Aurora. Right. So just being able to kind of, we, we have the membership, but being able to duplicate what we're doing so that, as I mentioned, the areas that we need to impact, we're getting to. Well, we will be... Um we will be delighted to keep sharing all of the great work that yeah. uh, the um, Glen Ellen area alumni chapter does. Um, we are connected by email yes. now as well. The Google voice number that we have, uh, feel, send us anything, anything you need shared, send yeah, it to us. Um, and if we can be a contributing partner to some of the things you have going on, we'd like to do that. Um, one of the plans that we have for this show next year is that uh, we'd like to strengthen uh, we got a great relationship with the Royal Public Library as well. Took okay. the Bookmobile tour recently. But we'd like to work with the library more for kind of big things with the community. Yeah. We've had some we've had a great success with getting people out to our events. I want to I want to take that template and add it to the library to start doing some more social social things like that. There's a lot of things going on and we need to count us in. Yeah. Count us in. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Um, um yeah. so the uh the show ends on a positive note. Yeah. What is your message today for the uh people of Aurora? Oh boy. Um a positive note. So um I would just say that today is November first. That that puts us what at about sixty days before the the end of the year, the mm -hmm. end of twenty twenty three, in the year strong, and start thinking about how you're going to make an impact for twenty twenty four. Right. Um, time is filled with swift transition. It is. And um, so hopefully that inspires someone to make sure that they're making decisions, the right decisions, to go into the new year strong. Start today. You don't have to wait till January first. That is a great message great message uh ladies and gentlemen this was a fantastic conversation with nikki lang president of the glenn ellen area alumni chapter uh you can continue to see more of their fantastic events and more information from them on the show we'll be happy uh to share that coming up next we have a another we're gonna it's a double feature today we got another interview for you guys taking place very soon with a returning friend uh who's also bringing a guest as well but right now we are going to uh go to a commercial i want to say thank you once again to nikki check out this commercial we'll be right back thank you the Community Foundation was created by a group of people who got together and wanted to make a difference. 75 years later, the Community Foundation makes a huge impact on the lives of hundreds if not thousands of people in the community. All started with the small but promising beginnings of just a few people who wanted to do something good. The Community Foundation is made up of all the citizens, really, who want a better community. And really, anyone who wants to do good in the community but doesn't know how to do it, the Community Foundation is the perfect solution because for 75 years, we've been making an impact by connecting donors that care with causes that matter. So it's multifaceted, and it's an organization that isn't there just to serve a certain small constituency or a special need, but rather the community as a whole. So many generous donors have left a legacy with us because we are a trusted resource and we make being philanthropic an easy task. In my mind, it always seemed like a really complicated process. Here, it's, it's just effortless. The Community Foundation does all the administrative work for you. I just make a phone call, they're on it, they, they get back to me right away. It's been seamless. Our scholarship program is just incredible. 
I had no idea the impact that the foundation has on these kids. You know, some of these districts that we're working with here are some of the neediest districts in the state. It renews your faith in humanity, you know. I was the first one ever in my family to go to college. The scholarship from the Community Foundation has impacted my life and my wife's life in many ways. As you can see, it still brings a tear to my eye. Without their assistance, we can't do the work that we are meant to do for the citizens of the Fox River Valley community. You can invest your money in people. You invest it in people and you hope and believe that the return will be great. Someone opened the door for you at some point in your life and it's incumbent upon you, it's your duty to help open the door for others and you do that through service. We're back. The time is 8.31 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. This is the double feature today. Just told you about it. We had a great interview with Nikki Lang, president of the Glen Ellen Area Alumni Chapter. Uh, and now, returning to the show, is a, uh, a dear friend, big brother, a big-time actor. You know, Denzel played him in the movie, you know. <laughs> My man, Keneal Oliver. Chill, yeah. what's up? What's up, family? Uh, How you doing, man? Oh, you know, same old soup just reheated. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's good Doing pretty you. good. Yeah, good to see you too, man. Uh, we've, the last time we talked to you was a year ago. A year last ago. Year. Last year, I believe it was in April. Mm-hmm. April or May. I think, yeah, I think it was April or May of Somewhere last year. Around yeah, around the yeah. springtime. Yeah. How you been, man? Man, I'm good, man. Blessed and highly favored. Yeah, but seeing a lot of good things, uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of shooting, a lot of filming. Yes. you know. Um, so you we you have been in a number of roles yes. since the last time we talked. Yeah. Um, and I got them right here. One of them I'm a, I'm a really dig into because it's kind of old school. I'm like, did this brother really do? Uh, but first of all, let's talk about Perdido. Perdido. What's yeah. Perdido? Man, Perdido was a film, man, that centered around uh, mental health. Okay. And the role that I played was someone that got into an altercation with the police. Okay. But every scene, well, majority of the scenes were reenact, reenacted by police brutality. <clears throat> that took place in real life situations. Okay, so they were based on real incidents. Real incidents. Okay. Yes. Um, and a guy was dealing for trauma from everything that he was seeing. So, for instance, the situation with uh, George Floyd, mm -hmm. the situation with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Breonna Taylor and all of those people. And so we just had a movie premiere for that last weekend. Okay. And it was it was amazing. I don't know what platform it's going to be on. So they said after the premiere, they're going to submit it to the film festivals right. and go from there. But it's a must-see project. I'm glad that I was a part of it. And the thing about that film, when I went there last year when they cast me for it, I was cast for a different role. Okay. I think I was going to be like a news anchor. Oh, come on now. So <laughs> I was going to be a, a news anchor, right? <laughs> and so what happened, one of the guys didn't show up. Mm -hmm. I went to the AD, the assistant director, I had to ask, I asked her a question as, you know, concerning my role. She looked me up and down and she said, you know what? I'm gonna have you play Eric. I'm like, okay. 
She said, you want another role? I'm like, sure. So she said, let me take you to the director, which I didn't, I didn't know the director at all. And she tell the director, hey, um, the other guy's not showing up. You know, what you think about Keneal? So he looked me up and down and said, okay, cool. So we walked like a block talking because we was filming at a different location. He gave me the script with all this dialogue and said, okay, well, we're going to be filming in 15 minutes. So I had to learn all this dialogue in 15 minutes. And Wait, not- you hadn't seen the script prior to that? No, I didn't see the script. Okay. They just said, you're going to be a news anchor. That was basically it. Just covering, you know, what was going on right. at this rally, you know, okay. because it was the film had so many, um, so many people in it because it was a march, you know, it was a right. rally. Sure. So I was just going to cover that and that's it. But once we got to that location, he gave me the script. He said, we're going to be filming in 15 minutes. So I had to learn all this dialogue, which was like a full page. And man, when they put them, put the camera on, you know, I nailed it. Okay. And so so that's how that came about. And I'm glad that I got that role instead because I brought that I brought it to life. Um how long have you been an actor? Man, 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. Okay. Um yeah. before we get into the next uh the the next movie and the the next um pieces of film that you've done, um where are you from? Where are you born and raised? Man, Aurora. Okay. Aurora. I started out at what? Old Park from Old Park to Simmons. Okay. Simmons to Eastside. <laughs> yeah. So Eastside of Aurora, man. That's where I'm from. Okay. I'm glad to glad to have you back on for part two, man. Thank you, you were sir. at I the you were at our old studio. Now you're yeah. in a new place, man. Yeah. And uh, I, so I'm I'm getting to next. But look, I know you be seeing me hit the like button. Yeah, I do. I I, do. I I I admire what you do, man. I really <laughs> Thank do. You, sir. I admire Appreciate what you do, it. and I've seen. The different, because you post pictures of what you're doing, and then you do a little bit of behind the scenes stuff too. Yeah. Um. I. I. From what I see, there are ranges that you play, and yeah. I think that that's really healthy, man. So yeah. k- kudos to you. Thank you, sir. Unsolved mysteries, though. Unsolved mysteries. I did that. Do 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 about a month ago. Do 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 Um. I did that in Cleveland, and I forgot about that show. And when I seen the casting call, when I submitted for it, because outside of my age agency, I still work on my behalf Okay. as well. So that's something that I got on my own. Well, I'm gonna say God made it happen because every opportunity, you know, it starts with God, right. you know, with me. But when I submitted for it, it never said Unsolved Mysteries. It just said a crime show filming in Cleveland. And that was it. So again, the role I submitted for, I didn't get. They called me, we, are, we want you to play the cop, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. So I was a policeman, you know, on that. I had fun doing it. Don't have any idea when it's coming out because it takes so long to, you know, get the editing and everything mm-hmm. else right. So I did that. It was probably about a month ago. I had so much fun doing it. That was my first time, you know, being in Cleveland. I yeah. was there for like two days. What was the it episode, was a, though? What was the... It was about a, a true... It was a true scenario that took place in Cleveland when uh, a man, a black male and his girlfriend was in the park and someone came from the back while they were sitting on a on a park bench, mm-hmm. um, shot him in the back of the head. The girl seen it and when she get up, try, tried to run, they shot her and her body just like she fell down and it was a hill and she just rolled into the river. And her head, you know, landed on the rock and everything. But she was already dead before yeah. that situation took place. So while we were out there 
you know, preparing, getting makeup and mm -hmm. clothes on, everybody that came by stopped and started asking questions. So it was a, it was huge in that community because they kept talking about it. And it took right. place at a, at a park, at a park reserve. Wow. Um, tell me about Tractor Supply Company. Was that Man, a commercial I, that I saw you in? No, nah, you, you know what? I did some modeling for them. I don't. I don't tap into that. Michael Rayford said, "What up, chill?" <laughs> Mike Rayford. <laughs> Michael Rayford. Back. Yeah, <laughs> friend of the show, big brother. You know, uh, Tracy Duran. Good morning to you as well. Um, I have an agency that's in the South as well. Okay. So anytime I'm in the South, if I'm in Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Atlanta, it's my agency down there. So she submitted me for to be a model mm -hmm. for the tractor supply company down in nashville do i never in a million years thought i would be a model for a tractor supply company right but that was my second time you know working with them and do it, it it turned out great last it was last year when a little after i left your show okay i went down there i did something for them the second time was earlier this year in june and i modeled they got a a in-house clothing company. I mean, an in, in-house clothing brand called Ridge Cut. Okay. I modeled for that. Man, I was on set for like 10 hours. I put on like 30 different outfits, pants, boots, oh coats. <laughs> and they had me on this platform. And they just was turning me around and telling me, okay, put your head up this way. Tilt, a little, tilt it to the left a little. Okay, smile, but don't show teeth. Mm -hmm. So it it was cool, and I actually I forgot about it until last week, and I just happened to go on a site. So when I put in um, tractor supply company, ridge cut model, man, my picture popped up, and I'm just like, wow, that's cool. So I was man. so amazed by that, and uh, yeah, so I'm just tapping into a lot of different things, man. God is moving me here, He's moving me there, and man, it's a good feeling because I never imagined that, dude. And, where are you all. where are you based at? Are you? Do I'm you, here. Okay, I'm here. Yeah. All right. All right. So living in Aurora, uh, doing Yorkville. a lot of traveling in Yorkville. Yorkville. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you, <laughs> yeah, you ain't here. <laughs> we go over yonder and all that. That's why you did the tractor thing, right? <laughs> and now standing in open land. Um. Uh. Now next. So I'm I'm curious. You do a mixture of model advertising and brand modeling uh -huh. but then there's also the film and tv yes okay so it's the wide range um how what's it like when you deal with a director most of the directors i deal with it's always a it's always a good vibe a good okay. energy because when i'm on set i'm so comfortable in front of the camera because I feel like I belong there. So if you're somewhere where you feel like you belong, you're gonna be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is. I'm comfortable, I'm not hard to work with at all. I'm the type, if you tell me like, okay, this is what I want you to do, I'm gonna go above beyond on what you want, but not over the top. I'm not an over the top actor, right. unless you say, hey, look, we want over the top. But no, I'm, I'm laid back. Um, I'm real humble on set. I don't ask a lot of questions. I stay out of the way. If you tell me you want me to do something, I'll be like, okay, well, do you mean go to the left or go to the right? I just try to be on point about everything mm -hmm. that I do. And not only that, 
I build relationships with the director as well. I always get like, you know, they contact info just for, you know, the future when they doing sure. the film and everything. Right. And that goes a long way. So when I don't have none going on, I can reach out to one of the, one of the um, directors and, and a lot of times, man, I'm, I'm successful at it. So that's just me, man. I go above and beyond because I love what I do. And that's the difference. When you love what you do, I mean, you're, you're comfortable. Absolutely. And I just, I just love being, portraying different characters. And I'm not going to lie. I like playing. I don't like, if I, if I, if you give me a nice role, I'm just playing me because everybody know I'm smiling all the time. Right. And, but if you give me a role where it's just a straight face, I'm a, you know, I'm playing a, a thug or, or whatever. Right. I'm a totally different person. So when you watch me on screen, you're just like, okay, he, he doing his thing because right. that's not him. Right. You know, so, yeah, man. So I, lo- I love being on set, love meeting people, networking. and Have you, yeah. uh, what have you, who have you been, uh, or what roles have you played that you've, that you've, has there been a favorite so far? Man, a homeless role. Was that, hold on. Was that Humanity? Humanity. We just did a reboot of that. Okay. We just finished filming. We filmed for like maybe four months. Okay. We just wrapped up in August. It was on Amazon as a short film. So now it's going to be on Tubi. It's a full length film. Right. And so it's just more, the story is much deeper. And you see a lot of, okay, how did this happen? Why that happened? And it gives you the backstory to why this happened. And I'm I'm saying this without going into the story. No, I feel you. Because right, the right, movie right. is going to be released probably in December or January. Right. But it's just a whole different ordeal. And while we were filming, it felt like we was filming a whole new project. We never did it before because we got so many new scenes along with you know, different dialogue. And also we brought other actors in. So playing that homeless role was, it wasn't too much big of a challenge because I did it already, but just doing the research of it. But now I'm able to be around homeless people more. Mm -hmm. So I'm the type of person, I'm the type of actor. If I see something, you know, I I take it and I add it to my character. Mm-hmm. So I'm working downtown, you know, Naperville, because at the time I was working for FedEx. And it's a guy down there, a homeless guy, a black guy. I see him every day. Right. I build a relationship with this guy. So I'm seeing his body language, his facial expressions, how he walk, how he talk, how he present himself. And I seen all of that. And I took that and I added to what Right. You know, the character. Right. And I did it this go round. Right. And plus, while we was filming, you know, Humanity the second time, I had some things going on as well. Hmm. You know, so those emotions that I showed on camera was something that I was really feeling. Right. So that's why I'm so looking forward to seeing this project and everybody else seeing it because... It's, it's different from, you know, how we did it the first time. Yeah, people don't, um, so the 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 camera and the emotion. Yeah. Like, I'm new to this, 
you know, I've been only been doing it. You know, the show's been around for three years, but we yeah. only been doing camera stuff like that for you know not even three. Yeah. But um, yeah. If you're not ready for it, it will. It could make you lose your mind and eat you up. But if you are ready for it, you can put those emotions and have them come to work for you. Because yeah. like I love the news so much. You know, I I did the show. I took only a week off after my dad passed away. Like I've. You know, we're not editing nothing, big dog. Life don't, life, you can't edit life. Right, true. So I feel like, kind of like what you said, man, like when you're going through something, you have to just add it to your repertoire. Exactly. And you got to keep going. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, right? Yeah. There's no commercial for life. Yeah. So them tears going to have to, the light going to have to dry them tears and you just got to keep going. Um, I... No, I, I commend I, I commend the the craft and the skill. Um, like I said, what's the role that you uh, the time is eight forty seven? What's the role that you have not played yet that you want to play? Like, who are you looking at? Like, man, I need to I need to do that. I want to play a pastor. A pastor, okay. Yeah, I want to play a pastor. I'm in the process of writing my own film, okay, as well. And it's it's something that God gave me, and for the last. I'm say three years. He just been giving me so many ideas about this film. So in my head, it's done. Only thing I got to do is write it down. And I've been doing my research. I talked to Pastor Spencer. I don't know if he's watching, but shout out to Pastor Spencer. Pastor talk, Julian Spencer. Yeah, yep. we talked for over an hour in his office, and man, he just poured into me. And um, the thing about that is. It's not his story. It's something that that's make believe in my mind. But the thoughts in my mind, he experienced. Hmm. So that's why I sat down and spoke to him. And that's why it's it's so unique because I told him what direction I wanted to go in, and everything I said, he was like. <laughs> I understand that. I experienced that. Right. I went through that. Oh, man, oh, you telling my life, basically. So I don't want to get into that right. too much into it because it's not copywritten yet. I got you. I got you. Understood. But next year, filming here in Aurora, also in Chicago. But I'm I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a, a, a pastor. And um I got so many ideas about this project. It's gonna hit different. And I'm the type of person, if I do something, I got to do it big. I can't settle for it. Come on, well, tell them. I'm that's just going right. to put it on YouTube and that's it. It'll nah. be okay. Nah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to do it. No, I'm not just doing Man, nothing. It got to be on every platform. Everything. Then I'm going to pay my actors. A lot of actors, they are so quick to do a project because the writer will say, it's a movie, you know, and everybody they just be in cool a movie. with that. Right. Everybody want to be in a movie. Right. But it, when a writer writes a project, he need actors to bring the story to life. I don't want nobody volunteering to do my project unless you're extra. Right. But at the same time, if you're extra, let me feed you. Mm-hmm. I try to do something for you as right. well. But if you say I'm doing a movie, it ain't, you know, I can't pay you. You got thousands of people want to be in that project, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because I was once 
that person as well. I mm. was getting my feet wet. I wanted the opportunity. I want the exposure. Right. But if you can't pay me to be in your project, you're going to have to sell me your dream. Meaning, you're going to have to be excited about your project when you're telling me, and it's going to have to hit here for me right. to make me volunteer. Absolutely. To this day, I mean, it's not about the money. If you tell me you're filming, you can't pay me, but you want 10 about your vision, and it hits me here, Right. I'm like, brother, I got you. Right. That's but the next time, you know. Break me off. Break yeah, me yeah, off. yeah. Take, yeah. Take care of me on the, on the back. Yeah. That's I I work for the neighbor project now. Okay. It took me a long time to get a job with them. Yeah. But I was a volunteer. I kept showing up for the volunteer because it wasn't about the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I was sold on the dream and the, I saw the vision. Right. And even though I had another job at the time, I saw them coming. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah. I didn't have no problem with it. Then I started trying to, you know, join the team. Yeah. And yeah. And and but what you said is true. Like. If you're chasing money and you get it, then that's all you've gotten out of the chase. What right. else? Right, exactly. What else? I mean, uh, I mean, what what are you what are you waking up for every day? What's your right. real passion? You know, right. what's you know, um so um no, nah, man, you just took me down a little rabbit hole no, with that. But cool. no, that's that's for real, though. That's for real because yeah. there's a lot of young yeah. people. I come in contact with a lot of young people now. And right. They keep asking me things. They want to look for opportunity, but they keep, like, yo, what's it pay? Right. It's like, I said volunteer. I don't pay nothing. Right. But you get the benefit of, A, rocking with me, and B, right. being in a room with all kind of people. Exactly. I, I think every, even now, like I said, I still do stuff on the strength mm -hmm. for people. Because, for one, we got we got a relationship. Sure, you know. But again, if you sell me your vision, I'm good. Right. We can make it happen. And the next time, you know, you don't have a budget, so I'm not like that. If somebody right. happened to hit me right now, look, I'm doing this project, but I do. I I love to get paid because yeah. this is my job. I do this full time. I don't have nothing else right. going on. This is what I do. So you know, brother got mortgage yeah. and. <laughs> everything so <laughs> right yeah no break me off now um michael rayford you've been in the pulpit for a while i appreciate this is, it, is that me or uh, you know i do rant on this show uh nicole asher says let us know about auditions auditions yes yeah, so, so, let's talk about audition what's the, what's the audition process like? every day audition the best thing about the auditions now is we audition at home okay since the pandemic they shut down everything. And since the pandemic end, ended, I think I only did like really like two in-person auditions. So it hasn't come back the way it used to, even though the pandemic's no. over, that hasn't, oh wow, changed forever. How about that? It's better. It's better at home. It's better at home because you can do as many takes as you want. True. Until you get it right. Right. That's the best thing. Right. But when it started, <clears throat> I didn't have a ring light, so I had to get a ring light. It's a lot I didn't know. I didn't know you had to have a, a playing background. Right. So it's more than just having that camera in front of you. Mm -hmm. Man, dude, this, um, how you have the camera. Okay, well, we want from shoulders up, right. shoulders up. Or we want a, a medium frame. We want a, a full body. You know, we want profile, left, right, show your hands. You know, that's why I got to keep my hands manicured because... <laughs> 
uh, they always want to see the front of your hands and the back of your hands. And when you're on set, they do close-ups. You know, so it's just a whole lot. Wow. With doing the auditions at home, it's all about your framing. It's all about your lighting. It's about how you speak. And again, you can do 10, 20, 30 takes and you probably pick one or two. Then you choose out of that one or two that you're going to submit that you're that you're happy with. But I like being in front of people. So if I have a choice, I would like to audition in person. Mm -hmm. But I don't got so used to auditioning at home and doing it on my time as long as I'm submitting before that, uh, you know, that due date. But I do auditions at least about two or three a day. Okay. I want to play. I want to play. Uh, I want to play Sherlock Holmes. That's what I want to play. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I want to play Sherlock okay. Holmes. I would like to play Sherlock Holmes. Okay. I wish I could. <laughs> I, I would like to play like either that or. Um, some like crime detective in the forties and all that, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where were you on the night of June tenth? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> time is eight fifty six. Nicole Asher says, "For your film, uh, we love that auditions are at home. Driving to Chicago for a five minute audition is tough." Brett Putton. Good morning, Brett. Brett was our uh, last and recent mentee. So good morning, Brett. He got a job now. Okay. Brett right, at Cooper's Brett. Hawk doing his thing. Um. We got a lot of movies, too many to get to in these last four minutes. Um, but I did want to ask you about Knights of Columbus uh, with a little bit of time that we got left. Talk about Knights of Columbus. I played a, I played a basketball coach. It's a Christian film. Okay. That was my first Christian film that, I, that I've done. Okay. And I played a basketball coach. I was supposed to get information about when it was going to get released, but they don't ever tell you. <laughs> you just got to search and find it. And I've been trying to find it, haven't came across it. Filmed that in Chicago in the in the month of August. I did that in August, and that was something new for me, something different because I never played a basketball coach. So I had like eight kids, and I'm calling out plays and block this, and you know. So right. no, it was cool, man. It was a real good experience. Okay, Christian film. Yes. Um. So so Perdido, Unsolved Mysteries have not been released yet. No, haven't been released yet. Okay. Uh, Fatal Attraction. You know, I did Fatal Attraction mm -hmm. twice. That's released um, season 13, episode 21. Okay. Then the other one, season 13, episode 40. So I played the victim and the suspect. Been doing a lot of commercials. Um, also, you know, I'm a poet as well. So November 11th, I'm out in Plano, right down the street from the house. I'm doing something for that. So if anybody follow me on social media... The plugger is right there. And really, man, that's it. Just staying busy, staying consistent. You know, I got four agencies, so um, just signed with a new agency in April, and they flood me while auditions daily. Okay. And so to the lady, Nicole, I know she was asking about the, the process of auditions. Yes. Just because you got to get an audition, that don't mean you're going to get cast. You know, you got to look at it as, you know, you got your agency submitting you, but you got other agencies out there submitting their clients as well. Right. So you can get a thousand submissions. Out of that thousand, they probably want to see a hundred. Out of that hundred, they probably pick ten people. Right. Out of that hundred, just to say one line. Hey, how you doing today? Mm. It's tough out there. Enjoy the rest of your day. Right. And that's it. So you went from all of those people for them breaking it down. And picking one person just to say that line, so it's 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 real tough. Right. So you really got to stay busy. And one thing that 
I always tell everybody, the rule of the game is submit and forget. After you submit for it, just move on. Because you sit there and think the agency going to call you and it's been three days and you pulling your hair out and it's a lot of rejection. So you got to have, you got to have tough skin. Right. And because you got an agency, don't stop working on your behalf. You know, you keep submitting on your own and that's really stay positive and just stay ready because your time is coming. When you audition for something, when you audition for something, you really auditioning for four or five other different things because they didn't pick you for this project. Doesn't mean you didn't, you didn't do good. Right. They might have you in mind for the next project. So that happened to me before. You know, so you just got to stay with it and just be positive and, and just be consistent. Kim Johnson wants to know, where can we follow you on social media? On social media, on Facebook, it's Keneal Chill Oliver. Keneal is spelled C-A-N-E-I-L, Chill Oliver. Also, Chill Poet Actor. On IG, it's Christopher Keneal. All so right. I post everything there when I'm filming, behind the scenes, Everything is on my social media page. Well, we will. Kurt Worcester, good morning to you. Well, we will. You local. We're going to have you back on. You coming back again real soon. Yeah, for you, sure. Man, I'm glad. To, <laughs> ah, and you, I appreciate with the, with you coming here today, man. No this problem. was We broke new ground today. We yeah. really did. We broke new ground. I like and, the new setup. Thank you, big dog. Yeah, yeah somebody cutting checks, huh? Oh, you know. I, <laughs> hey, I don't know about all that. We just do the news, big dog. Um but uh, thank you for coming back on again. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, I'm going to keep staying with you and everything. If there's a flyer for the November 11th event, send it to me. Text it to your boy so I can get that and shout that out. That sounds good. Thank you so much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a great day with two great guests. Keneal Cho Oliver has returned. This is his second appearance on the show. You will see more of him. Please follow him on social media as well. And check out his movies, film, and TV shorts. Good morning, Aurora. We'll return tomorrow, or actually on Friday, with more news, more weather, and the very best of Aurora. But we will see you tomorrow for the weather indeed. Take care of yourself and each other. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Thank you.